righty, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in uh, downloading the show. If this is your first time checking the podcast out, thank you so much. I want to I want to give you a hug and, and welcome you to the family. Thank you so much for checking it out. You know, I've been doing this podcast now for 10 plus years, and so I'm sure there's some back episodes uh, that you haven't checked out that you would just love to listen to. One or two people there in the catalog that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear their story. Hey, today on the podcast, this is a really fun conversation. I get a chat with Chad Hopkins from Hopkins Brewing right there in Sugar House. Such a cool conversation, so much fun to uh, get to know him a little bit better, find out their story. You know, I can't believe it's taken me so many episodes to get Chad on the podcast. Uh, So thank you, Chad, for for joining me. Uh, We're going to get into that conversation here in just a minute. But I do want to mention that I Am Salt Lake Podcast, we are doing our annual coat drive. You know, last year I did a coat drive collecting uh, coats and hats and scarves and all of that stuff, uh, and we'll donate them to the road home. I'm doing that until the end of November. So if you would like to donate a, you know, a gently used coat or a brand new coat uh, to the road home, I will come and pick it up from you. You can give me a call or text me at 801-244-2908. I'll come pick the coat up and uh, deliver it there. Or you can drop the coat off at Empire Merchandise. Uh, There's two locations, one in Pleasant Grove and one in Salt Lake City. And uh, yeah, the address for that is on our Instagram page. Just go to the I Am Salt Lake Instagram and and it'll all be there for uh, Empire Merchandise where you can drop the coat off or I will come and uh, pick it up from you. My cell phone number is 801-244-2908. Shoot me a text, give me a call, and we can arrange that. But yeah, we're doing a coat drive. It's getting cold out there, and so everybody deserves to be warm, you guys. All right, like I said, Chad Hopkins uh, from Hopkins Brewing is on this episode. This is a fun conversation, you guys. So let's get into it. Here we go. I, I just want to start at the beginning, Chad, of, of, of Hopkins Brewing, how it started, what even got you into brewing? Um, like I you personally. Ten years. Ten years. Um, well, as a, as a home brewer, I brewed for ten years and got the, uh, the opportunity to take on this property and like, you know, we'll send you our head brewer, show you how to use this system, which hadn't been used in years. And, and so they cleaned it up and head brewer Jordan came down and, um, and he's badass. He knows what he's doing and he's making great beer. And so he came down and showed me how to use the system. And, and I picked it right up and started brewing on it. So, um, but my background is restaurants. So I managed restaurants for almost 20 years here in Salt Lake. And so, you know, initially I didn't want to open a restaurant because it's a, it's a lot of fucking work. Um, I just wanted a brewery, but it's like, well, you get a restaurant and a brewery in Sugar House right where I grew up. And you have all the equipment. It's ready to go. It's like, okay, well, I guess we'll do the thing. So that's kind of how it all panned out. 
So you were just kind of forced, not well, not forced into it, but it kind of just fell in your lap. You weren't really looking for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it presented itself. Now, what's your address there for, for people listening that maybe um, haven't been there, that aren't familiar with your, uh, you know, the restaurant there? It's a weird address because the building is 150 years old. It was originally, well, not originally, um, but for the past 100 years or so, it was granite furniture. Anybody from Salt Lake is familiar. I, I remember granite furniture there in Sugar House. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a big deal. Like, they were huge, like one of the biggest furniture producers in the country for a long time. And you had the railroad back right up to it, which is not tracks and, um, and apartments. But, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty big, it was a pretty big deal for a long time. Um, before that it was a jewelry store. Um, there was a bank in the 19th century. So really cool building. Um, but anyway, the, the building has become pet companies and real estate and all sorts of stuff upstairs. And instead of being one big furniture store, now it's several different buildings in one. And, so we have an, uh, an official address, which is 2121 McClellan Street, but we, we give out kind of a meetup address uh, so people can find us, but it's 1048 East, 2100 South. So we're right on 2100 South. If we give them the official address, you, you're going to be confused, but the official or the, the kind of made up address is a lot easier to find us. Well, plus, I, I think most people know 2100 South there versus uh, whatever uh, that other street that you mentioned. McClellan, yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> Not a lot you know, of people, if you like, said that name, I'd be like, wait, where, where is that at? You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, you know, that's old school. Like, it may, you know, not everybody, I guess, knows the grid system here in Utah, believe it or not. But uh, right. what's your favorite thing about brewing beer, man? Like the all time favorite, like, what would you say your favorite part of it? Uh, it's you know it's i it's so fun brewing beer it's because it, i mean it's it's a hugely labor intensive job um i mean and beer is the the hardest thing to make when it comes down to alcohol production beer is the hardest to make there's so many things involved with it and and time and waiting and and just you have to be very precise with with your process um but there's so many amazing smells from the, from the mashing to the to the hops and and the yeast. But ultimately, it comes down to people tasting the beer. When you see somebody drink something that you've put so much work into, and that they're and that you're proud of, and you see them taste it, they're like, "Oh, that's a, that's a damn good beer." Like, um, that's pretty awesome. And especially when you're sitting at your own bar and you're you're drinking a beer and somebody else next to you is drinking, oh, that's fucking good. Like, and you just start chatting with somebody next to you and, and little do they know that you have brewed the beer. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty fun. Like that's pretty awesome. And then you start just nerding out with people sitting at the bar, like talking about this beer that you brewed. Um, do you eventually tell them that you brewed it? Yeah, eventually. I'll let it I'll let it go for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's good beer. <laughs> what's what's the response usually like when they when you find out that you're the brewer there? I know, it's if there's so many different qu- 
questions I ask, but usually it's just like, what's your, is that your last name? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, so that's pretty fun. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions and and, and a lot of people aren't from Salt Lake anymore too. So you start talking about Salt Lake and, um, and all that stuff. So it's pretty fun. Um, and I don't even brew anymore. So I've got a, a guy that started for me as a door guy four years ago that's he was just super passionate home brewer um wanted to learn more and now he's brewing our beer and he's doing awesome he's kicking ass and i i don't have time to brew the beer anymore i have to do all the administration work which is really boring but you know i gotta do what i gotta do to keep this business going so um but i'm i'm fortunate to have a really good brewer just like me um you know, was passionate about beer that wanted to learn and wanted to brew better beer. And, um, and now he's doing it full time for me. We were just a, like a part-time second job for him. Just something he was passionate about and excited about. Is that difficult for you? You know, you hear a lot of people, they're like, okay, I want to, you know, they, they have these dreams they're, they they have these hobbies like brewing beer, for example. Right. And they're like, they're uh-huh. home brewing. And then you have this dream to maybe eventually brew beer. And now you're not even brewing beer. You're doing all this boring office work. Right. Right. Do you, are you still like, how do I put this into words? Like, are you still stoked on what you're doing then? I mean, cause you're not, you're oh, not yeah. you're not getting to have the fun part of brewing the beer anymore. Right. I mean it's I definitely miss the brewing part of it. Um but this this property is a it's a monster, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a bar, it's a restaurant, it's a brewery, and starting out here, you know, I was I was the bar manager, I was the chef, I was the brewer. I did I did everything um, just to get this place going and then eventually hired the right people to, to take on things for me. But now it's just kind of, now I get to kind of touch and go in all areas of the, of the business. And it's like, get to make sure our, our chefs are doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, now the, now Matt, the brewer, he's, you know, he's brewing my old recipes and doing them right how I want them. But then he's, he's coming up with his own recipes and, and he does them on a small batch too. We have a small batch, like homebrew size system. Um, every couple of weeks we do like a, a small batch Friday. So we'll do small experimental beers. Well, he'll get to try some stuff. And for a while there, I was uh, coming up with some recipes and some ideas and now he's just kind of got full reign of it, whatever he wants to do. And, and it's fun. And sometimes it, takes off he's made some really good beers and now he's bringing them on the big batch that's awesome yeah so it's so it's fun to see like i get to i still get to have a hand in all aspects of of business um but then i get to see him you know we'll have beers on the on the board that are half mine half his and and they're different they're we both have different palettes and different styles of beers we like to drink and that really helps expand our offerings and things you know some of the stuff you brew is like i would never brew like some sorry he would never brew and then but we were both you know different palettes and different styles and for being such a tiny brewery it really helps um expand our our different offerings that's and it's pretty fun it's it's fun to see 
his beers take off like they do. So, but yeah, I do miss brewing though. I mean, it's it's a lot of manual labor and it's a lot of time dedicated to it. Um, and I just I don't have that kind of time anymore. So, but I do get to drink the beer, which is there most you, important. There you go. <laughs> so I have a Facebook group. the The podcast has a Facebook group. I am Salt Lake Community, which I urge everybody to join in. I, I I mentioned in the group that I was be chatting with you, and I said, "Hey, does anybody have any questions to to ask um, Chad?" And I actually got a pretty good response here, so I kind of wanted to just start right. asking these questions. I figured uh, they might be a lot of the similar uh, questions that uh, I would have asked anyways. So, but these are from some listeners of the podcast that uh, had some questions for you, Chad. So here we go. Uh, Tyson, he um, Tyson K, he wanted to know. How is your beer connected to the local area? So we use all our malt is locally grown mm-hmm. here in Utah okay, and locally malted. Um, and, and shout out to, to James Weed of Solstice Malt. Um, he was a home brewer. He opened up a little bit before we did. And... He started malt like growing and malting his own grains. And now he's, you know, now he's gone to um, local farmers and stuff and just doing it on his own and making excellent product. And he just got a roaster. So now he can do different caramelized and roast malts and um, really expanding what he does. And, and it's, we're such a small brewery. Like we don't have a lot of room down here to do anything more than what we do. And so we can't, it's it's hard for me to order malt from like international malts and and you know we get a little bit here and there um, for stuff that he can't do. But anytime we need to brew a beer, I send him a text or Matt will send him a text like, "Here's our recipe," and he'll mill it for us, get it all ready, and bring it over on brew day or the night before. Like here you go. Like so, all our um, we not just in our, in our beer, but our food, we focus a lot on local ingredients, local products. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a sugar house, Utah kid. I grew up here in Utah. We really focus on, on the locals and we have, we have so much, um, here in our, in our different industries to offer. And, and that's one thing I love about Utah is we, you know, we really support each other and that's where our economy is always strong. Um, and nowadays, I mean, there's so many breweries, distilleries, kombucha, whatever, um, soda. I mean, Tappert soda, if you're, if you're familiar with those guys, yeah. they make killer sodas that are used with local and sustainable grants, just like what we're doing. And so so we support all our, our local um, businesses in any way that we can and using local ingredients in our food and in our beer as far as like Utah beer styles, there's not really much other than like <laughs> making low ABV beer, you know, <laughs> like we were stuck with that, that, uh, 4% ABV law, um, for 80 years until shit, 20, 2019. I really lucky cause we opened in 2018 and then towards the end of 2019, we got to bump it up to 5%. So we're, we're a draft only beer, uh, brewery. We don't, have, we don't have room for a county line or anything like that. So, um, so all our beer is, is here local like hyper local like you just you got to come to us and and get the beer we don't distribute at all um but any plans to eventually like put them in cans or bottles or anything 
Um, absolutely. But, um, we've tried so hard to figure out how to get more equipment down here, how to get the cane and how to make this work. And it's just, it's impossible. Mm. And, and so we, you know, I used to send a keg out here and there to, to certain places and, and we just, we had to stop. Like we, we kept running out of beer and, and so we don't distribute at all. So, but I mean, we have, we have a crawler machine, you know, we can make a can of beer for you, one can and we have a growler. <laughs> we can fill growlers. Um, but yeah, we've. So you could still come of, in and get a growler then and take it home with you. Yeah, if you wanted you to. Get, I mean, you could still take something home with you if you wanted. Yeah. You can still get beer to go. Yeah. Um, but, and then there's, I mean, watching Utah grow with, with beer, um, these past several years, there's so many great breweries out here now that, you know, when we first opened, like people were like, Oh, do you have, like, you know, Epic was here. Like, Oh, I want a IPA. I want a high point beer. Blah, blah. And it's like, well, we don't make that here. Like we can't cause we're draft only cause Utah we're limited. And because of all the great breweries out here, we just started carrying their beer, which is great because there's, you know, there's complications with the law here. Like, um, bewildered and they first opened, they, and then they got a canning line, but they couldn't sell it to drink there. You had to, you could buy it there to go, but then you would come here and we'd sell their beer and you could drink it here because it's different licenses. And we've recently started that with Fisher. Fisher just got a canning line, but they have a, they don't have a bar license, they have a tavern license. So you're limited to beer on tap. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny, but there's, but there's so much great beer out here that I'm, I'm stoked to be able to sell it here to people that want something stronger, want something different. Um, we support all our locals here and that's what makes you know, Salt Lake, Utah, our, our beer community is the best beer community in, in country right now. Um, and I hope it stays that way. So I have, a, I have another question here from uh, Tim Haran. I don't know if you know Tim oh, over there. He, he does. Um, he did a podcast for a minute. I, I know he does the a beer blog or something. Um, he just says, he interviewed me. "Yeah, he said Chad is and awesome." I interviewed him. Yeah, <laughs> he says he's such a great advocate, uh, ambassador for the local craft beer scene, always supporting other breweries and local businesses, artists in general. Looking forward to the episode. He says, in terms of questions, I'm always interested in the marketing aspect. He said, uh, some breweries lean into that, others don't. Hopkins, in my opinion, uh, takes marketing PR seriously. What has he found that's worked for him in getting people in the door to try his beer or that keep people coming back? Um, you know, we haven't really done much for marketing here. Okay. Um, you know, I've restaurant background always said like you know word of mouth is always the best marketing and and already like being a, a solid um watching the brewery scene expand out is like and being supportive of it i've i'm always at <laughs> i'm always gonna be at one of the local breweries hanging out um you know, I'm good friends with with all the the different brewers and owners out here. Um, just supporting them and and talking to them. And I think, you know, part of that's been a, a big key in marketing is just supporting your your local breweries. And you know, we really never did anything with marketing. I've never really 
invested anything into it. So other than just supporting your, your local, your local friends and, and what they do. So that's and I, and I like that. I like that. You don't look at it as competition. You know, a lot of people look yeah. at like, people in their industry as competition. And that's, what's unique about, um, Salt Lake, um, with breweries out here, you know, growing up here, watching like you know we had i mean we've always had good beer out here but it's been very limited you know there's it's been limited to just kind of basic styles of beer and you know easily accessible it was four percent beer like going to liquor stores kind of weird kind of uncomfortable back in the day and so you just pick up what you get from the gas station or the grocery store and you know, you start drinking beer from out of state and you're like, holy shit, there's some good beer that's a lot different than what we get here. <laughs> then that gas station Bud Light, right? Yeah. And it's like, like I, I remember drinking full suspension when it first came out and I was like, holy shit, this is a hoppy, strong beer. This is amazing. And you know, it's a 4% beer. Like, and hanging out with this guy from Oregon or no, he's from Washington and he had a, he brought me a, a Red Hook ESB. He's like, Oh, you think that's good? Like try this Red Hook ESB. And I'm like, and I, I just blew my mind. I was like, what is this fucking beer? Like, this is so strong and hoppy and malty. And now it's not even like that strong or hoppy. Like it's kind of like on the lower end of the spectrum with where beer has gone since then. And I just like opened my mind and I think that happened to a lot of uh, Utah kids growing up here, like starting to discover beer and everything. And just like, wow, we don't really have many options here. We've got these, I mean, we've, we've always had really good breweries here, but they were so limited and yeah, you go to the liquor store and buy warm beer. Like it's, it's not going to, that's not going to be very shelf stable sitting there on the warm shelf and um, you're not going to drink it right away. Um, so <laughs> it just, it made things really difficult for us here. So that's, you know, that's what eventually got me home brewing, which eventually I'm sure all like, I know pretty much all the brewers out here that are from Utah. That's what got them home brewing and interested in, in doing what we do here now. And that's why we support each other. It's like, Fuck, we need so much beer out here. Like, let's keep it going. So now when new breweries are opening up, like a um shout out to Tim at, at Apex Brewing, South Salt Lake. Like, he's getting pretty close, I hope. Like he's opening a, a smaller brewery than mine. And he's gonna be making some awesome beer too. Like, it's like please, like, we're still on like the I think the bottom 10 states bottom 10 percent or whatever that number is like we need more beer out here so so that's why the community is so good it's like keep doing what you're doing keep opening more breweries and keep supporting each other because what we're doing is making more more offerings more beer and making great beer and as soon as Salt Lake started blowing up. I don't know if you noticed in the, in the grocery stores, you started seeing all these session IPAs and, you know, kind of that style showing up in the grocery stores that were from big breweries, big name brands that 
um, that I would typically seek out of state to bring in here. And their beer just was not as good as the Utah percent beers that we had already. So these big brands were watering down their, their main, their main beers and trying to compete with us and they couldn't make it. And surprisingly, Utah is making some of the best beer in the country right now. That's, that's awesome to hear that. Uh, I mean, do you, do you think it's, I mean, it seems like there's more and more beer drinkers coming to Utah or, or I don't know if the people here are just starting to drink more beer or, or what, but it doesn't seem as, uh, you know, taboo of a thing here anymore to, to, to be, to drink a beer. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're starting to see the, um, you start to see a lot of change here in, in, here in Utah. You're seeing a lot of uh, progression. Uh, people, I mean, most of my team here is from the East Coast. I mean, people people come out here to ski. People come out here to enjoy enjoy the outdoors, and um, you know, we just we just haven't had the beer here, you know. But people stay here because Salt Lake has been pretty much under the radar for so long. Like you know, secretly Utah is fucking rad. And people stay out here and that's what's really helped us progress and change. And people have wanted to see some change here for a long time. People that have lived here, like me, I've lived here my whole life. And I'm like, this place is kind of weird. It's kind of cool, but it kind of sucks. And and now it definitely sucks less. So, <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I have an I have another question here uh, from when when I asked in the Facebook group uh, our friend John Saltis over at City Weekly. He's uh, uh, he mentions he, yeah yeah John is uh, John's great he's he's awesome uh, he he says Chad is awesome he does both food and beer great if he could only be great at one which one oh, that's a fucked up question John. <laughs> I know beer. That, see, that's the thing. Beer, beer and food go hand in hand. Beer is, like, you know, a lot of people pair have like wine dinners. They pair wine and food, and you know, wine and food go great together. But that's kind of wrong. Like, food goes better with beer because <laughs> the carbonation of the of the beer helps cleanse the palate and then i mean then you can you can cook with the beer and i don't know there's so many aspects of beer that go into food so i don't know that's a that's a, probably one of the hardest questions i've ever been asked so <laughs> so you're, you're, you're just gonna you're just you say hey maybe I, if you have to pass i understand you know you, you i get it i just that's a fucked up question john like I don't know, but I, you know, ultimately I got into this business for beer. So I would say beer. So what's, what's in store for Hopkins Brewing? I mean, where do you see yourself in five years with all of this? This is, this is just back to my questions. This is, these, these aren't uh, listener <laughs> questions. I, I'm just curious, like where, I'm, I'm sure you have some sort of goals in place. Um. Yeah. I mean, we, I never want to like, sorry, I've been drinking some beer without a burp. Um, I, you know, I never want to expand. I never want to be 
Um, I want never want to become a chain or anything. But, um, I want to stay small. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate about about what we do here. Um, I love supporting my local friends, and you know, it's just it's such a fun place here. I mean, even if you don't drink, we we have so many different offerings and. You know, and I, I feel like if I were to expand it up in another location, it would just kind of lose its, lose its touch, lose the passion. And so all I really want to do is be able to make more beer. Um, you know, we're, we're limited down here. I, I have three fermenters and a bright tank, you know, and we, and we like to make loggers and loggers take about a month or so to, to brew, to ferment and condition. And we want to, be able to make more beer and that's it so and maybe do a little bit of distribution like i never want to be in the um the director store i never want to sit there warm on a shelf like my favorite thing about utah right now is i can go to any brewery and chat with the brewer or the owner and talk about the beer that i'm buying you know growing up here we would go to evanston that's that's the place <laughs> or or Wendover and and buy kegs of beer or whatever like all sorts of excellent beer that was not available to us and now and now it is and it's just like but also like Utah's making some badass beer and my favorite part is just going to the brewery directly and buying the beer and so that's that's kind of how we want to stay um, you know I think we'd like to be able to have a production facility to to have a canning line and make more beer and expand our tap selection here. Um, Cause we, you know, we're limited to eight taps. So we don't really have, we don't have core brands. Like, I mean, that's kind of like the old school method of, of breweries is having your core beers and maybe one special here and there. Well, here where every beer is going to be different every week you come in here, there's going to be something new. So, which is kind of cool. Yeah, which is fun. It's just kind of like the new style of, um, of breweries and the and the culture. But you know, ideally, like there's a lot of really good beers that we make that I would like to have on at all times. So, so eventually, I'd like to see that here. If we did a, a, another location like this, it just wouldn't be the same. So, yeah. I don't I don't see us um, trying to expand on what we do here. Any advice? Let, let's say one of our listeners was interested in uh, getting into home brewing. Where where should they start? Where would you tell them to start? Yeah, home brewing is so much fun. There there's so much you can do. Like I've made so many crazy beers, home brewing, so many fucked up bad beers, and so many delicious, amazing beers. That I just love. I'm like oh my god, you can't get this anywhere. And I was I was so happy about it, but. And we have two excellent homebrew shops here. You know, you've got the uh, the Beer Nut downtown. Um, those guys are awesome. Go on there and say hi to Devin. And uh, Salt City Brew Supply in Fort Union. You're usually going to see Cody and Ross there, um, one of those guys. And they also, you know, they've got they've opened Bewilder Brewing, which is killer. Yeah, they're making really good food, really good beer. Um, but those, those guys made me a better brewer, made me a better home brewer. And then they opened their brewery shortly after I opened mine. And, um, 
it was really cool to see. So, but yeah, we've got two excellent homebrew shops. Like, don't be afraid to to try it out. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Homebrewing is it can you can make it as simple as you want or as complicated as you want. But at the end of the day, like if you're passionate about it and you you want to get into it, you're gonna make good beer. Awesome. As we kind of wind this episode up a little bit, I have a, a few questions that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast here, Chad. So of course I have to ask you, you know, we have family and friends that visit us from out of state. They come to Salt Lake City for the weekend and then they're like, give me the tour, show me around, show me a few of your favorite spots. Where do you uh-huh. take people to? I mean, do you, do you have like one or two favorite places that you like to, uh, take people to. And when I say Salt Lake, I, you know, even Park City or the Great Salt Lake, or I don't know, you know, wherever in the area. Salt Lake is, oh, Utah is just, it's so cool. Like, and just, and people didn't know it until now. Now they know, now they know about us. It used to be kind of a secret. (laughs) We used to be a secret, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard to like, go do things now because all the things I used to go to as a kid are now like big tourist attractions and shit like they won't go do that for a little bit now but um but still just like this all like is cool like it's it's pretty amazing to see how many great breweries and restaurants there are now like it used to be really hard to find a good restaurant around here now there's there's so many and you know Park Park City's kind of weird with the how much they've expanded up there and just it's kind of crazy, but it's still, it's still fun to go up there. It's still fun to walk, walk around main street. And then you've got some good breweries up there. Um, I mean, the old Wasatch at the top of Maine is it's great. You can go see meals up there. And then, um, and then Patrick, um, who spent some time at, you went to, he just opened, um, offset brewing up there and then nearby is Heber brewing. So you can actually like beer, like brewery hop up in Park City area, which is great. And down here in Salt Lake and Sugar House, it's just like, well, this Sugar House is a good hangout. Like you can walk around here. I mean, just quarter, uh, quarters arcade bar across the street. You know, they they've yeah. had a spot down on uh, Main Street for about five years now. Quarters is great. Just, yeah, they just opened a spot uh, this year across the street from us. I'm like, oh. Oh yeah. Like what a great neighbor to have. So, so just hanging out here in Sugar House, like if you're not familiar with Salt Lake, like Sugar House is a great hangout. Um, and then downtown Salt Lake, just walking around main street, there's all sorts of shit that you can see there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to, I mean, the salt flats is cool. And, um, you know, skiing's cool. You can hit so many different resorts within 15 minutes of downtown. So, I don't know, it's Utah's got a lot going on, and and I like the I like that people are here helping things change. Yeah, but I know it's it's hard it's hard because it's like oh, there's so many people here now. It's cool, like shit. Like now we, <laughs> there's now we traffic. Have traffic. Yeah, traffic. There's traffic. Damn it! <laughs> you used to be able to get anywhere in the valley in ten minutes. I felt like before. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, like you could just get anywhere yeah. and now it's like an hour to get from one end to another if you're lucky like where the fuck is there traffic right now at this time like this time of day and this you know whatever like it's it is what it is well, but so, it's, you know i'm oh, sorry go ahead 
I was going to say like, it's, it's cool. Cause the, the city has approached me cause they want it where, you know, where there's a lot of construction going on here around sugar house. Yeah. And now they're like, what do you think? What do you think we should do? And now I get to have a voice. Like I, I grew up here in sugar house and, and watching what, what it's become and, um, and watching the shit show of traffic that's happened. And they're, they're like, Oh, what do you think we should do? And it's like, wow, I, I have a voice here. And it's, it's pretty cool. There's a, there's a great community here of, of people um, that want to do the right thing and want to listen to, um, want to listen to the community here and what they have to say. So, um, so I'm pretty, I'm really fucking grateful for that. If you could, if you could change one or two things about Salt Lake city, what would you change? Oh, that's a, like, that's an easy question. What, well, let's hear it. What, what's your answer? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, that could be very political. <laughs> well, let's, let's get political then. What, uh, what do you got? I come from the church. Like I come from uh-huh. uh, the settlers here. Like I've got a, a fucking statue of my ancestor up the street from the brewery. Um, Parley P. Pratt has statues up there. Yep. That's, those are my people. And it's one of your relatives. Yeah. And I don't like what they did. Yeah. I don't, I don't like what they do. And you know, it's, that's really, that's really hard. So, um, you know, if, if I could change one thing, I mean, that would be, that'd be it. Like we need some, uh, we need some separation of church and state here for sure. Um, that's, a huge deal here and it has been for a really long time, you know? And, and I think we're, I mean, we're still, we're still seeing it. We're still dealing with it. Um, and yeah, it just breaks my heart, man. Like to see the shit still going on in this state. It's like, yo, there's the rest of the country is a lot different than this place. And y'all are still holding on to some very like antique laws and thoughts. And I think it's time for us to move forward, you know, and I, and that's why I'm really excited about the influx of people that are moving out here. Um, you know, we, we need to see, we need to see some change out here. We need to see some progress. And some, we are some fresh it. blood out here, right? Some new ideas. Yeah. And we, and we are saying that and it's, but it's, you know, it's, it's taken, it's taken a lot of time and taken, um, a lot of small steps here and there. I mean, our, our liquor law for, from the jump from 4% beer on draft to 5% beer on draft, that law was in place for 80 fucking years. And now we're, it's like, wow, like that's a big deal. You like 1% beer change is a really big deal. And, and I don't think I'd ever stay here. So that's pretty important. And, you know, I just, I just think there's a lot of, um, knowledge that is misinterpreted or just unknown. Like, you know, people just don't, don't understand how liquor works at all. And, and so they try to control it and it's like, no, you're really, what you're doing is 
counterproductive and it's not working. Like if you just kind of like lightened up a little bit, things would get a little bit easier for this, this industry. And surprisingly people might drink less. So <laughs> that's, if, if that's what they're looking for, like, Hey, if you look at the rest of the country and what's going on and what we're doing here, like, people will probably drink less. So, no. but, they, but they don't understand that. So it's, it's just kind of a, a weird, weird thing that we're in. Like I said, you know, you got people from all over the country moving here and then you have this, this thing. <laughs> that we've these, been doing these weird, weird laws and weird quirks. And, and that's like, just their and their antique, laws that yeah. are so how can yeah, oh go ahead i i just saying you know do what we can you know yeah we're we'll work with what we what we're given but you know we'll try our hardest to to make things better like we don't want to you know nobody wants to drink more we don't want to drink more we just want to be able to drink more responsibly and and that's that's the idea how can listeners of the podcast uh, connect with Hopkins Brewing or connect with you? I mean, what's as we kind of uh, wind this episode up? I mean, first of all, thank you for for recording with me and sharing a little bit of your story. Sure. I know we just kind of skimmed the surface with things, but uh, we'll just have to uh, you know have you on again. But uh, how can people connect with you in the brewery? Um, you know, just stop by here, ask for me. I'm usually here, but also like for. You know, our only real source of marketing is Instagram. Like, it's free. <laughs> You're not on Facebook. Oh, we're on Facebook too. Yeah, but that's kind of you know you you post to the Instagram, and I guess it posts to Facebook too. So yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, but mostly we're we're on Instagram. Um, so just hit us up there, uh, or check out our website, HopkinsBrandCompany.com. Um, you can reach out to us there too. Um, but yeah, just mostly just stop by and ask for me. I'm usually here. So, um, if you're not out talking to other brewers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm not another brewery and if you're at another brewery, I'm probably there too. Yeah, so. Ask for you there. And then maybe you know, <laughs> is Chad here? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add, Chad? Before I let you go, I'll, sorry to keep you, you know, hold up your night here. I appreciate you recording with me and and uh, and all of that. Finally, getting a little bit of your information out to to my audience. Uh, anything else you want to add? Why, why I still got you? Oh, that's that's great, man. I love talking about um, about Salt Lake and and what we do here. You know, just. Um, no, just just say like, you know, I mean, support support the local support the local scene here. It's it's awesome. Um, you know, our from our distilleries to our breweries to our food to our restaurants or any local business, Utah is the is the place. Like we have the best local business of any place. I mean, I I, I travel around a lot and a lot of beer and restaurant centric cities and try to see what they're doing. And surprisingly Salt Lake is the shit. It's like Salt Lake's got it down. So, um, just make sure you support locals. All righty. Many thanks again to Chad Hopkins for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Such a great conversation, such a great guy. 
Like I mentioned, it's crazy that it's taking me this long to get him on the podcast. But uh, hey, like I tell everybody that comes through here, we'll just have to get you back on because I know we just skim the surface with a lot of this stuff, uh, finding out their stories. So Chad, you're just going to have to come back on the podcast. All right. Like I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, uh, we're doing our annual coat drive um, to help everybody get a coat. As you know, I mean, it's cold outside and not everybody has a nice warm coat. And so I am Salt Lake Podcast. We are collecting your gently used or brand new coats where we will uh, donate them to the road home. So if you have one that you would like me to pick up, I will come to your home or business and pick that up. Give me a call, 801-244-2908. That is my cell phone number. You can call. We'll arrange a pickup time or shoot me a text. Or you could drop them off at any Empire Merchandise location. Uh, That is my brother's shop there in Pleasant Grove or Salt Lake City. You can drop it off there and uh, we will get them there. So, yeah, anyway, IamSaltLake.com is the uh, address for the website for the podcast where you can go and listen to the back episodes. Uh, The podcast is also in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So until uh, next week, you guys get out and enjoy the city. Uh, head on over to Hopkins Brewing. Go get yourself a beer and support these guys. So you guys have a great week now. Bye.